0: Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the greatest sports journalist in the history of Erie, Pennsylvania, Mr. Mike Balco. My boy, boy Michael Balco, writer, podcaster enthusiast he is the first guest that we have on the Black Eagle Hour podcast this year. Michael Balco has been living out the mood mm-hmm. of working a dream job. Is that like well? uh, Who that disc contributor. And he also has his own podcast, the Mike Balco Show. Uh I want you all to uh welcome Mr. Mike Balco. Joining us today to speak about the New Orleans Saints is Michael Balco from the Michael Balco Show. Michael Balco the Michael Balco Show. The host of the michael balco show please welcome michael balco what's up what's up what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the michael balco show you know who the host is it's your boy come on now but today i am joined by 2023 nfl draft prospect the former wide receiver for oklahoma state university and the fastest player i said it the fastest player in the 2023 nfl draft Braden johnson how are we doing brother
1: we're doing real good today, man. How how everybody doing? I'm feeling feeling lovely. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. Blessed and highly favored, as always. First and foremost, we got to rep the hometown. Tell us about your hometown of Arlington, Texas, and what makes it unique.
1: Oh, yeah. So um Arlington, a real unique place, man. I would just say it's a it's a mixture of Dallas and Fort Worth. You know, it's right in the middle. So uh being in Arlington, you got you kind of get a mixture of, of a different vibe of Dallas and Fort Worth. Both people, it's just like a big melting pot, man. It's it's every race there, you know, every type of culture. Everybody just coming together, and uh, it's just a cool vibe, man. You see, I'm I'm ripping rapp- the Cowboys today, man. I grew up not too far from the stadium, so that's the, that's the hometown, man.
0: What's uh, what's football like down there, bro? I know Texas high school football goes crazy. What was it like for you?
1: Yeah, man, it's super crazy, super competitive. Um, you know, you going into high school, you like 14, it's already. 17 year olds, 18 year olds on, on varsity. So it's just super competitive. It's it's pretty comparable, you know, just to coming into college and and having to um compete, you know, with veterans of that nature. So um yeah, it's just super competitive. The stands always packed out, man. It's a crazy environment. So yeah.
0: I like the cowboy shirt, my boy. I mean yeah. I mean, we ain't going we ain't gonna assume, but we gonna yeah. we gonna <laughs> you we're going to assume. We're going to assume. You were a three-star recruit in high school, especially out there in Texas, bro. You know, balling out, getting a three-star, that means you were a dog. Um, three-star recruit in high school had offers from Iowa, Utah State, Minnesota, obviously Oklahoma State, to name a few. Um, tell us about your recruiting process in high school and why you picked Oklahoma State. Uh,
1: my, my recruiting process was pretty smooth. Um, I went with Oklahoma State because at that time, um, Casey Dunn, was recruiting me, the the head receiver coach. And um, I just like what they were doing up there, man. They had that spread offense. They was throwing the ball a lot. They had, you know, guys come in before. Des Bryant, of course, everybody knows that. Um, James Washington, Um, you know, just some big names, Tylen Wallace. So, um, just just seeing that, man, that's really what did it for me just because I wanted to fit into a system that I knew would use me um, the way I was meant to be used, you know, and um, I also got family in Oklahoma City. So it was it's kind of just all blended together, man. I talked to God a lot about it. And that was that was the best choice for me at that time. man, And it paid off well.
0: Most definitely. So you get there, you get to Oklahoma State, you redshirt your freshman year. For you, what was the biggest transition from high school to college football? Kind of what was your welcome to college moment like and all of that stuff?
1: Uh, so the biggest transition for me would just be the speed of the game. Of course, you know, you're going from being in high school. Of course, we're at the highest level with 6A. Um, everybody's fast. But when you get to the college level, everybody's fast. You know what I'm saying? So um, they're taking the best of the best from from every state, from around the country. So just the speed of the game, it just it's on a whole another level. And with, with that being said, you have to adapt your mental as well to keep up with the speed of the game. So you kind of have to, you know, innovate your mental and um, make sure you're on track with the plays, get the plays down, the playbook grows so much bigger, you know. So um, it's just super technical, man. And um, you just got to learn to adapt. That's the biggest thing is just adapting to the speed of the game and and making sure you're mentally, mentally prepared so that, you know, you can slow the game down in your head once you understand it.
0: How did you how did you balance you know the the college life with you know football? I know a football schedule especially in college is is wild. You know, it's just you're you're doing school and you're doing football and that's about it. So uh, how did you how did you adjust to
1: that? Um the main thing I would say was just balance. So I learned that you know pretty young um just to have a balance of things. You know, too much of anything is is harmful. So I just learned man um you know you can have fun at times but but it's always healthy to keep that balance you know and by balance i don't mean just 50-50 you know you got to find that sweet spot for you where you have you know maybe it's 25-75 maybe it's 80-20 where you have time to relax and and be there for yourself and you know do things for pleasure and enjoyment but other than that you know it's a it's a full-time job man from the time you wake up uh i'd say just have a routine you know and I keep them habits in place. And, and that's what allowed me to, to um, get to that next level, just mentally and just as a player, you know, keeping those habits in place and just working on that that self-discipline over the years.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you finished your college career with over 1,700 all-purpose yards, 16.6 yards per catch, eight tutties, um, tons, tons of great plays, my boy. Like some of the most incredible contested catches I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, how did you how did it feel, first of all, to play at such a high level um, for as long as you did? And then what were some of your favorite college football memories? Take us back to the glory days.
1: Oh, man. So um, it felt amazing. It's, it's a feeling that that's hard to explain. You know, it's something I've never felt before, especially, you know, like getting my first touchdowns or just getting on the field for the first time. I still remember uh, a lot of those a lot of those moments. Uh, the biggest moment that probably I remember the most is the Texas game, 2019. You know, my coach threw me in there for a big, a big shot down the field, and I knew that's what the play was. We kind of been practicing it all week, so I mean, it was, it was game time. He threw me in there, and before I ran out, he was like, "Don't drop it." <laughs> so he just put all the pressure on me, man. So um, I just lined up, man. My heart was racing. Ball was snapped, and then I just went black after that. You know, from everything I practiced, it just kind of, just kind of turned on. Um, I ended up making like a 66 yard catch. It was like a contested catch, you know. The D B was on my on my hip and stuff, but that was my first really big catch, you know, like my explosive catch or whatever. And, you know, that's really what did it. And ever since then, that just helped me gain so much confidence, man. Like I know I could do it after that. Like I got I felt the feeling. I got up, you know, I was super hype. And um after that, I just I just kept going up after that.
0: I know, I know you wanted to make a big play against Texas, bro. We talking about the home state, bro. They didn't give you the offer. You balled yep. out. You bought out. You had some good. You had some good plays all together against Texas in your career. So mm. made them pay a little bit. <laughs> your college career's over. You know it's behind you. Now you're gearing up for your transition to the National Football League. That's crazy to say, right? Um, what has this transition been like for you? And what does a normal like day in your life look like right now?
1: Yeah, so the transition being super smooth, man. Shout out um, to my agency, Equity Sports. You know, um, shout out to Bomarito's, Pete Bomarito in Miami. He made it super smooth for me. I went out there and trained for like 12 weeks, um, had us on a real strict diet and just a real strict workout plan too, you know. And he he was able to to lay out a weekly plan, monthly plan, you know, everything in advance to where we could actually see and be able to compare you know, the results of us coming in to, you know, after the, after the program and he just really set me up and and got me around. There was some other pro guys out there, but just he just got me into the mind frame of being a pro and like, I don't have to wake up and go to school anymore. So now I'm waking up and I have to figure out what I'm doing with all this time. So he laid out, you know, a template or a schedule that allowed me to frame my own routine as well based off of that. So really, you know, I just wake up, you know, get a good breakfast in, um, Maybe do like some little warm up techniques, uh, warm my hips, do some comp- compression boots, something of that nature, and then um, I hit I hit the workout. I go uh, train, you know, usually in the weight room for about two hours. Uh, do some field work for about two hours, and then I'll come back. You know, have a good lunch, do some more little recovery things, um, and after that, man, I try to um, I try to feed my mental as well. You know, I'll read, I watch podcasts. Just anything where I can learn to keep, you know, sharpening my skills in and off the field. Um, then later on, I might do a little stretching at night, you know, have a good dinner, do some stretching at night. But, you know, everything for me is just it's just being intentional, you know, from the time that I wake up to where where are my thoughts at and and what, it, what am I putting my energy into? I want to make sure I'm cultivating, you know, big, big things for the future to reach those goals.
0: Yeah, what you're doing is working because you went out there at your pro day, bro, blazing, blazing (laughs) 40-yard time, bro. That (laughs) 40-yard time would have put you in the top five amongst all receivers in this uh, draft class that got invited to the NFL Scouting Combine. Um, You know, first of all, it was a shame that you didn't get invited to the Scouting Combine.
1: Second of all,
0: (laughs) how would you rank your speed in comparison to the other receivers in this draft class?
1: Oh, I'd say I'm the fastest. Like, i I put hands down on uh, anybody want to race. <laughs> it's on the table. You know what I'm saying? Anybody want to challenge that, it's on the table. But like I said, I'm going to stand on that. I know I'm the fastest in this class, man. It's, it's well overdue. Um, But I also, you know, I'm still humble. I, I understand. I put what all the work that went into it, and I'm going to continue to apply that pressure and keep putting that work in every day, you know, um, just to back that up.
0: Yes, sir. So after that, after that incredible pro day, you know, you do everything, you do it well. Um, what teams are reaching out? If you're able to say and talk about it, you know, who, who you've been talking to? How's the process been going for you? Kind of what does a pro day look like aside from the workouts? Just take us into all that stuff.
1: Um, A few teams, I would say, are like the Cowboys, the 49ers, uh, the Raiders, just to name, you know, a few. But... um kind of going through that process it's just like the scouts, you know, they just want to know what kind of person you are because at the end of the day, um, this is a job, this is a full-time job. This is a business. So it's like um, teams don't want to make investments on, on just talent. You know, they want to know what kind of person you are, um, how you going to fit into the culture, how you'll fit into the program, how you'll fit into the locker room, um, your leadership skills, What what your strengths and weaknesses, just, just as a person, you know? So, I mean, it's been pretty smooth, you know. It hasn't been anything that that's that's challenging. Like I said, I just, you know, go keep it real. Uh, at the end of the day, I feel like that'll take you the furthest. So, um but it's been a smooth been a smooth process for me.
0: If you had to compare your play style to any current receiver in the NFL, past or present, I guess I said current, but it could be past or present. Who mm-hmm. would you uh who would you compare your
1: skill set to? I would say receivers like um Stephon Diggs, uh, Christian Kirk, you know, Odell. Of course, he's, you know, (laughs) he's on another level. But, you know, just kind of size, body frame, movement, movement style, kind of, you know, those are some guys that I look up to and that I want to frame my game after, for sure.
0: So if you got the opportunity to play with one of those dudes, it'd be pretty sick. Yeah, it'd
1: be crazy, man.
0: That'd be sick. That'd be dope. Uh, So tell us about a time where you had to overcome adversity, whether it's on the field, off the field, and how you overcame it.
1: Okay, so um, that's pretty easy, man. You know, 2021, I missed the whole season uh, due to a leg injury. Um, and that was probably one of the most hardest things that I had to go go through in my life, man, because um, basically it just happened, you know, after game one. So it was just like in an instant, um, everything was kind of football was kind of taken from me. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to continue to play. So just in that moment, Um, I just realized so much, man, uh, it just uh, just allowed me to be more more grateful for all my opportunities. And when I say that, I mean, just waking up in the morning, you know, that's that's just a blessing in itself. You know, being able to walk and have be healthy, you know, um, it just it just made me be super grateful, man. And super mindful of all the things that I'm already blessed with, you know, that I might have took for granted in the past. Um, So that was a huge shift for me. And it allowed me to propel myself forward and and channel all the negative energy and turn it into p- some positive energy. So yeah. that was yeah, yeah, that was the yeah. biggest thing, man, for sure. Like it yeah. was, it was tough, but I got through it.
0: Most definitely, and that's tough, man. I think a lot of people, just the average fan, that you know, maybe hasn't played football before or something, man, whenever you invest your entire life and, you know, everything that you've kind of been known for your whole life into one thing and your instance football, you know, it's so tough whenever you have a setback like that, especially when you're missing a whole season, you know, because, You're coming off a good career, you know, at that point, like you're ready to like, you know, have a huge season to potentially declare early for the NFL draft and be able to provide for your family quicker than you than you would have otherwise been able to. And it's just so tough, you know, and then especially when you miss such a long period of time and you really have time to sit there, you're like, damn, bro, this is tough. So. No, it's definitely something that I can sympathize with for sure. And I think more people should, you know, they see the injuries pop up every single week, you know, for people. And they're just like, oh, whatever, dude got hurt again. But, like, it's a lot deeper yeah. than that. You know, I think people yeah. need to realize that. Most definitely. So who is the best player that you've ever played with and against in your career?
1: Um, So to say the one I've played with, I would say Brendan Presley or Tylen Wallace, you know, it's close. Uh, both those guys are, are super talented, super electric, um, got slightly different playing styles, of course, with Tyler being on the outside, Brennan being on the inside. But um, those are definitely the top two guys that I've, I've played with, that I've witnessed, you know, actually do like crazy, crazy things, you know, make crazy plays on a daily basis and just be super consistent. Um, and to play against, I I'd have to say I don't remember his name. I told all the scouts this too. Uh number twenty four on TCU. He's a corner. Um right now. I think it's like
0: Travius, Hodges, Tomlinson or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's number one. Oh he's he's a good player. He's a great player, actually too. But uh number twenty four, he was probably like my most my most competition, I would say. Gotcha.
0: I mean TCU, them in general yeah, yeah, is a good competition, yeah. bro.
1: Most definitely.
0: TCU some dogs, man. Uh, what are your plans for the NFL draft? Are you going to hang out with family, throw a little party? Are you going to be in attendance? What's your plan?
1: Oh, yeah, I got some uh, family out in Houston. That's where I'm at now. I just uh, train out here. So, yeah, I'm going to definitely have a little a little spot, um, just have family and friends come through, you know, just to celebrate. Not too much, not too crazy. Just, you know, like I said, a chill vibe, celebrate the accomplishments and, you know, hope for many more blessings opportunities in the future.
0: Most definitely. What kind of advice can you give to anybody listening to this podcast? Maybe, you know, they're scared to take that leap of faith. Maybe, you know, they have an injury right now and, you know, they're going through the same thoughts that you had, you know, about their football career potentially being over. What, if you could give a piece of advice to anybody out here listening, what's your advice?
1: My main advice would be just to keep going. I know it sounds, you know, regular, but it's a lot of people that give up and quit, you know, and uh, they never get to see, what 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 could have been or what would have been. So my biggest advice is just keep going. Um, treat every day like it's your last, like it could be your last. Every day you wake up, you know, just like it's a new slate. You know, you have the opportunity to to create what you want for your future. And you just got to think of it, and like I said, as being in the moment, you know, stacking every day, day by day, being consistent. And through consistency, I feel like that breeds uh, confidence. You know, so if if you ever want to, Boost your confidence. Just be consistent, you know, and um, you'll thank yourself later for it. Uh, I think that the energy you feel from being consistent, you know, will will bleed into it, into your your play style or just whatever you're doing, life, your profession, um, and it, it'll give you a huge bo- a huge boost of confidence. And that's the main thing, man. Um, having that confidence, you know, and believing that anything is possible, then you can you can take it anywhere from there.
0: Yes, sir. Braden Johnson, before we let you go today, tell us where we can find you out on social media.
1: Oh, yeah, social media is the same for everything. Glowing, G-L-O-I-N-G, underscore, 817. Uh, That's Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, all of the above.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Braden. We're super excited to see where you end up, man. Thank you so much for giving us about 20 minutes of your time today. Um, I mean it. I talk talking for the listeners, too, man. We're pumped for you. And uh, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity that I'm pumped you get to experience. So keep bowling, Keep doing your thing. And uh, thank you so much for hopping on the show today.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Michael, uh, for your time as well. I appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir.